We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Florida Studio this morning, a little after 8 o'clock. As we uh, get going today, suddenly a little shower popping up in the Oxford area this morning. We uh, had some rainfall overnight, a little storm around 4 o'clock, 4.30 this morning. That's I thought I heard some lightning or something. Yeah, it's the, the, the weather portion of your podcast yesterday it was Monica Lewinsky, O.J. Simpson, Ted Bundy. You ever incorporate today, the, weather. the weather into your dream at, when it's middle of the night? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I did that. Did you really? Yeah. I had a dream about weather at that point and then woke up and realized that it was real weather. When you say dream about weather, do you mean like you dreamed like Twister was, or a thunderstorm? I can't or? remember exactly. I just remember that suddenly in my in my In dream, your dream, it in was In my raining. dream, I was having a conversation and it started to rain. You dream in black and white or color? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't either. I don't remember them very well. I, I very rarely remember dreams to the point that I've been so like OCD at times that I'll have dreamed something and go, I kind of want to remember that and I'll almost like make a note in my phone in the middle of the night. If oh, I wake sure. Up and like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, Hey, just do something to spur my memory here as we're, uh, as we're getting going. So we'll talk some Lane Kiffin today. We'll talk some Mad Corral. We'll talk, I don't know, something as we do this thing. We've done 2000 of them. So we'll figure it out as we go. It's still 19 days until a game. <laughs> yeah. you The whole it's football season thing. It is football season, but the games don't start for a while. Yeah, we'll we'll hit that as uh, as well in a second. First, I'll tell you about the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Download the uh, Speed Pass Plus app. Take advantage of that. Earn points. Save money there with all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi. Here locally, you get the self checkout. Maybe you're self checking out the lunch special. It's five sixty nine, two sides bread, thirty two ounce drink, and more. So come if you haven't seen it, use it. Get on with your day as fast as possible there with the Oxford Exxon and all Blue Sky locations. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. You call it. You ask for our buddy Corey. Say, hey, Corey, here's the Ford product that I'm thinking about. And Corey says, okay. And he sends you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's really that simple. You get your quote. The rest is up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. And that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. 662-257-1900. Guest 
At some point, we'll join us. We've got lots of feelers out. At some point, we'll join us on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food, on the Square in Oxford, also in New Albany, and then starting today's Wednesday, this evening, at 5, Rafters on the Water as well. Be a fun place. It's still hot, still summer. People keep trying to make it fall, and we're getting there, but it's not there yet. So you can enjoy uh, waterfront views, frozen margaritas, frozen daiquiris, all of that out at Rafters on the Water at Sardis. So, um, what were we talking about right before the break? Oh, yeah. So 19 days away, <laughs> it's almost worse than that SEC Media Days lull because you do have practice, you do have things going on, which – brings with it the expectation that there's all this news and all this going on, and then you really step back and go, nah. Oh, still in Every camp. practice is just practice. They're still they're, in camp. They're in, it's, yeah. yeah, they're they're killing one another right now. They'll stop at the end of the week. Well, They'll I mean, move on. I asked Lane about it yesterday. He said essentially they're going to continue to kill them through the rest of this week, and then they'll back yeah. off mentally. They'll let them recover a little bit. Back off mentally, and then next week at some point you back off physically and you turn your attention to Louisville. But there's no point in turning your attention to Louisville yet. If you put in a 19-day game plan, the kids the, the kids would be so overwhelmed. They would get burnt, burned out on Louisville so fast. Yes. Because I think you said that what the coaches have have done a few things. They've watched a little film. Kind of. Yeah. Of course. The coaches have watched film all summer on all 12 opponents. The advanced scouting stuff. Yeah. Well, they have a staff of like 800 people. There's, there's lots of people that can do scouting. I saw the line has moved up again. It's like nine, nine and a half now, if I see that correctly. Something like that. It was seven for a long time, then it was seven and a half. I think it's I think it's bumped up to around nine. Oh. Is that right? Yeah. I was I was looking for it a second ago on uh on Odd Shark. But because it's the sixth, it's technically like a week two game on here. It's it's weird on how it's categorized. It's not it's not doing what I wanted to uh, what I wanted to do. Anyway, but yeah, it keeps going up. Um, is that simply money moving in one direction, or yeah. is that anything else that could potentially be? Are you? Are, do you think at this point Vegas is hearing things out of camps sure. or doing things along those lines to manipulate the lines as well, or is it simply just a math equation of trying to get money in the in the middle? Vegas has moles in every program. Mm-hmm. There are people in the Ole Miss program who are moles for Vegas. Probably sure. get paid under the table to send them some info. Um, so they've got moles at Louisville as well. So they've probably heard some stuff and then it's money. The money's probably heavy on Ole Miss and they're trying to balance it out. Yeah. The money's been big on Ole Miss to this point. Yeah. It is currently, uh, it is currently nine here at, uh, looking at it. Let's see. Yeah. It, it opened at like six and a half or seven. It moved to seven and a half for a long time and now it's jumped all the way to nine in like the last three or four days. I'd be inclined to lay nine points. I, I won't be shocked if this thing's 11 or 12 by kick. The line? Yeah. yeah. If it still continually just gradually moves and moves and moves. I don't think moves. it's going to be a close game. They're it's pretty a, good it, at the quarterback. It's position. a good SEC team against an average, an average to slightly below average ACC team. I sort of know how that works. They're potentially good at quarterback. They've lost a ton of skill players from last year. And they're missing a couple offensive linemen. Um, defensively, 
they've lost a lot. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just, just even even like the you know bless him, I appreciate him answering our questions. But like even the Louisville guy, he was like, yeah, I don't know. Defensively, it's kind of like whatever. And it's like I don't know, man. That's 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 not, yeah. You want to bring a sack lunch when you play this team. Um. So, I. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, I, I'm. There's a lot for this game to be close. There's so much pressure on the Cunningham kid at Louisville to just score and score, and score and score, and not make mistakes and score and score. And I just yeah, that's a lot of pressure. He's he's not done that to this uh to this extent. The over under is seventy five in this game. Ooh, that's big. That's a lot of points. <laughs> that's yeah. I wouldn't just jump on the under. Well. If you What's me, weird about that is a 75-point over-under with a 10-point spread is a weird yeah, but I mean, thing. I mean, if I told you that Ole Miss won 49-30, to 30, are you blinking an eye? And that's comfortably over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I tell, hey, frankly, that's about the number I have in my head. Yeah, I mean, the 40. No, I don't mean, because I don't think Ole Miss is holding them to 12. I mean, so. I told you Ole Miss won. 45 to 28. That's still over, right? Mm-hmm. I'd be right at the number. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? It's the first week. If you. The yeah. money line is useless in both directions. I have no interest in either one of these because it's minus 350 for Ole Miss. Ooh, that's too high. That's way too high. There's no value in that. No. And for Louisville, it's plus 260, but they're not winning. So I, you're just throwing money away again there. I yeah. mean, if you if you think it's a close game at all, the 260 is appealing. But Yeah. But there's not a lot of juice in that orange. No. And, I mean, Ole Miss at, at 350, that does literally nothing, nothing for me. Um Ole Miss is actually uh, four and one in their last five against the spread, as uh, as well for whatever purpose you'd like to put on that. None. I'm just that, saying that means nothing to me. Just saying on September the sixth, nothing. They Zero. were a one point favorite against LSU and lost fifty three forty eight. Otherwise, they have uh, they have they have covered their other uh, their other four of the last five. They were a seven and a half point dog against Indiana and then won the game. Yeah, it's the whole. We haven't talked about this much. The whole Ole Miss got snubbed thing. I'm like, no, they didn't. I mean, they gave up 53 points in their season finale last year. They they weren't snubbed. Do I think they're a top 25 team? I do. Do I think you can make an argument that they were snubbed? Not really. I'm not blaming media nationally for not knowing intricacies of whether Ole Miss's defense is better or not. No, of course not. I mean, come on. No, of course not. It's it's that, That's not something that... Well, and even when someone goes, well, they have a whole bunch of starters back off their defense, that sucked. Yeah, is that, is that good or bad? I mean, like, so? <laughs> no one ever does that when it goes, hey, Vanderbilt's got 10 defensive starters back, so they're going to suck really bad. Is that right? I mean, you know, we... Those of us who follow it understand that there's there's some intricacies and there's some differences and that Otis Reese only played three games and blah blah blah. But I don't fault the 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 guy that's a writer in Nebraska for not knowing that. Not even a little bit. No. Not in the preseason. Now three weeks into the season, different deal. What I thought was interesting about that AP poll from that standpoint, not even about snubbing Ole Miss or anything else, was I felt like more than usual, it was two things. It was the the old time blue bloods getting even more deference than usual, and two, a lot of cuteness with Louisiana Lafayette and Coastal and the mid majors, kind of in that twenty to twenty five range. I thought that was that was the other thing I kind of took from it because 
from a sheer talent standpoint, Ole Miss is better than Coastal Carolina. Yes. So it's kind of like, okay, but. Yeah. It's cute. It's fun. Sure. That was a good story last year. The Chanticleers doing whatever they sure. did and all that. And, and they'll win a bunch of games this year. But if you dropped them in a real league. They'd, ha- they'd, have, a, they'd have a tough time. They'd have a moment. I'm looking at odds from some other games in week one. We'll obviously do this for Neil's picks when week one gets here. Yep. Uh, Ohio State only a 13.5 point favorite against Minnesota. Isn't Minnesota like dead and buried? That feels low. He's still rowing the boat and stuff, right? He's still rowing the boat. But uh, they, they, they they sunk last year. They capsized. Yeah. I, I I think I picked them to finish fifth in their division in the Big Ten. Did you? Feels so, like So 13 or 14 feels low. Feels like a small number. Now, Ohio State's got quarterback stuff. They, they I mean, their offense is probably a little discombobulated right now. Uh, Yeah, it might be discombobulated, but the people they're choosing from are all really good. They are, yeah. They didn't bring the yeah. – was it – who was it – South Carolina, they brought the GA in to play quarterback. See this yesterday? No. We'll talk about it in a minute. Um, you didn't see this? No. Yeah. The guy that was the backup to Trey Lance at North Dakota State. Okay. He uh, he transferred to um, South Carolina to be a GA under Beamer. Okay. And their quarterback room is, like, terrible. So they yes. have elevated him. He has a year of eligibility left, so they have activated the GA to the active roster to compete for the quarterback <laughs> that's, spot. That's not a good sign. It's got like this weird, like semi-necessary roughness deal where Scott Bakula played a little bit in it. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's. Kathy Ireland kicking for the Gamecocks. Yeah, it would make them more interesting. Well, that's for sure. It would definitely make them more interesting. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Tennessee's a twenty. And I'm sorry, God, this thing's jumped like crazy. Um. They opened as a 27-point favorite against Bowling Green. Now they're a 34-point favorite against Bowling Green. Okay. I mean, I know Bowling Green sucks, but that's a huge line. Yeah, I, I, I run from lines like that in real life. In week one? Yeah, 34 point, I don't know. I, I know nothing about it. You would it. never actually put 100 bucks on that. No. Either way. No, because no. Because what? You know nothing about Bowling Green. Well, you know nothing about Bowling Green, but you don't know what Tennessee's going to try to do. I mean, is is he going to, in week one, want to impress the stragglers who are still in the stadium in the fourth quarter of that game by rolling up the score? Or is he going to try to get on film some players that he wants to evaluate? My guess is he tries to run it up because he – well, no, not in year one. He should he should get evaluated. Never mind. It's not like you're dealing with year three or four where you're trying to save jobs and different things. So – that actually should be a fairly easy decision for him, but but who knows? Uh, Northwestern minus three and a half against Michigan State. Kentucky uh, minus thirty against ULM. Speaking of weird week one lines, I'm assuming ULM still sucks. Yeah, I like Kentucky minus the thirty. Well, you're, you you love you some I'm, some Wildcats. I'm high on the Wildcats. Uh, Tulane, Ole Miss's week three opponent, is getting twenty six and a half at home against Oklahoma in the opener. Ooh. You probably don't go to Sooner Scoop as much as I do. I like their site. No, can't say I do. Their photo galleries, all of their players look like. Hold on, what? Hold on, whoa, 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 back up. No, you I looked did. at Oklahoma photo galleries. Well, because it got teased on Twitter, and so I went down that road, and all of their players look like five star recruits. Well, they are, but yeah, they're going to kill Tulane. Photo galleries are the most outdated concept in I online media. I understand. I clicked the link. 
Carrie, Carrie's link, and next thing you know, I'm 12 photos in. That is amazing. Yep. I can't tell you the last time I looked at a photo gallery when it wasn't searching for a photo that I needed for something. Like, I wasn't proud of myself. I, I'm just telling you it happened. Maybe you need to do SC football and beyond. you got too much time to kill on your hands. <laughs> I don't know that. At least here about some color charts or something no, while you're doing it. No. I mean, my God. That's a blue photo. Uh-huh. Just saying. Uh, Penn State and Wisconsin is an interesting week one. You know, game. you should make money on any kind of a venture that you do. One, one, <laughs> one should, one should make money. So in the last two or three weeks, I've made more money by doing nothing, regained my sanity, and gotten time back. I mean, that's a win. Okay. Uh, Wisconsin minus four and a half against Pennsylvania Penn State in the opening week. That's actually an interesting week one game. I like that one. Actually, kind of like laying the four and a half there. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, you don't like Penn State this year. And I like Wisconsin. They're good. You think the blooms off James Franklin's rose? I don't know. It just They didn't look right last year. You still think he's a top ten coach? Top ten? Yeah. Close. If you're not worried about his personal life or his whatever. It's close. And the AD comes down. I know what Grind would say. The AD comes down and says, you're the AD. Pick any coach you want. Is he one of your ten choices? He is. be hard to completely disregard the personal stuff. Well, I understand that. I mean, but yeah, probably. I guess. Kind of. There are other people I just like more. Sure. I mean, I'd, I'd rather have Pat Fitzgerald as my coach than... James Franklin. James Franklin. From an X's and O's standpoint. I'd rather have the guy at Stanford than James Franklin. I just think it'd be easier to go to sleep at night. I didn't ask that. I know, but I can't get past that. You can't take that out. Mentally, I can't get past that. If you're the warden and you got to pick coaches to coach your prison team. I want Franklin. You want Franklin? Way up there. Okay. That was, let's do it that way. We got crime? Nobody. Hey, I didn't see it. The longest yard needs a coach. I didn't see it. Did you see it? Oh, it's on video? Erase the video. Oh, the victim said something? Uh, let's silence the victim. Why are we talking about fall weddings? Somebody somebody get stuck with them? Uh, Grind won't be able to go to the Ole Miss-Auburn game because his friend, who's an Alabama fan, chose that day to get married because Alabama's off. When you're the other team, it becomes a little more complicated. It's why fall weddings in general are In the stupid. South, you just shouldn't get married between... Labor Day and Christmas. You get married in the summer and it's hot as hell. Actually, and you just actually I'll, I'll open up the last two weeks of December. Between Labor Day and the first Saturday of December should be off limits. Then after that, you can do whatever you want to do. Also, and I'm probably pissing, I will be pissing off at least 200 people when I say this, probably. Don't get married on a holiday. You're not so special that someone should spend their holiday on, at your wedding. It's a good point. Like, hey, I'm getting married on New Year's Eve or New Year's Day or Christmas Day. It's like, is that really what we want to do with our our holiday? That should tell you something about those people. That they feel they're important. They think they're really special. Unless unless, Unless you guys are in the stream, and if so, you have great (laughs) reasons why, and I love all of you. Unless you're like going to some remote destination and you're footing the bill for the handful of people that are coming with you, that's different then. Oh, no, that, that's different. Because you're, you're, you're providing a, a tropical vacation for a small handful of friends and family. And that's different. Totally. 
But I'm talking about like, hey, on your dime, travel across the country. To attend the one at the First Methodist Church. Yeah. No, that's wrong. Probably think I probably got some friends. <laughs> Ginger, Ginger's def- offended. She says, "I will defend fall weddings. I had one. There were seriously <laughs> no good games that day, and we still had TVs at the reception in case people wanted to watch. Also had the reception at a football stadium. <sighs> I, 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 okay." Okay, you have to have TVs, and, yes. I, and I have a hunch Ginger will fall in this category. You also <laughs> can't be pissed off when people are really focused on games. Yes. It has to just be cool yeah. that that's a part of your wedding. I get it. You're watching Georgia-Tennessee. I get yeah. it. I get it. You're here. I appreciate you. Have a beer. We're going to go cut the cake. You might not come watch. And then, actually, Avery's got a decent point here, too. So she went to a pretty fun wedding reception on New Year's Eve with a full buffet and open bar. I don't like New Year's Eve, so if it's not something where I really am out of whatever, that yeah. does kind of give me something with probably people I like that would be better than whatever else I would be doing on New Year's Eve. If the reception is good and we've got the bar. And, but isn't I mean, that a rule for all weddings, really? I mean, the reception has to be good or else the wedding is just, what are we doing here? I mean, we talked about that one I went to a couple years ago where we were split down the middle and it was like <laughs> civil war on, on, yeah, on the, the hooligans and the non-hooligans. When you have the reception in Fellowship Hall, it's just never... It... When you have like the cheese straws and the, <laughs> and the, and the sparkling <laughs> I mean, grape what, juice. Wouldn't you have been better off just taking that money and putting it towards the honeymoon or a mortgage? I haven't been to one of those in a while. <laughs> God, the number of people were pissing off. Know, Fall we are, weddings, we are, holiday we are, weddings. We are offending so many people. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> What were the games that day? G- Ginger said no one watched games at our reception. Our friends drank so much that the guy from the venue called my dad and asked if he had any other daughters. <laughs> That's awesome. Doors oh. Doors Rules 28 says weddings are overrated. Overrated, underrated weddings. The amount of money spent on weddings is stupid. I know. Sometimes I don't think because sometimes I, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'll have like a premonition about something. Yeah. Cause it would sort of depend on who your daughter was marrying. Sure. Like Laura married me, and so her parents didn't have to spend a lot of money. Yeah. But her sister got married into like a big Birmingham family, and it was, oh yeah, Buckingham Palace. Yeah, sure. Weddings, in theory, are not overrated. Receptions, in theory, are not overrated. But the amount of (laughs) capital and money and whatever we spend on obsessing over them is very overrated. Well, when you think about. I was actually very ashamed of my friends. If I remember correctly, I got a, I got a call from the venue, from the reception, like the next week, and they said, "Hey, you need to come pick up an envelope." And it was money left over because they didn't drink the allotment. Oh, actually, got cash back the next week because they did. It was an open bar, and they did not drink the full amount that we had paid for for the open. That bar. was pretty honest of them to tell you. Yeah, I got like seven hundred bucks back or something. Oh wow! Yeah. Something like that. So, 
continue this assault on all uh, women in the uh, in the podcast world in a second. We did. I'll tell you about you community know, our, mortgage. Our, our numbers were starting to get to like eight, nine percent, and now we're just yeah. killing it. We're just destroying it, right? I here. mean, look, those shirts are only going to sell if they're true. So. The go. shirts say 4%, yeah, damn yeah. it, and we have to get back to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you guys aren't going anywhere anyway, so it's great. <laughs> Humanity Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Seto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. <laughs> We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. DeadSoxy.com is the place to go. Best socks you'll ever put on your feet. They uh, have promo code at checkout. Go to DeadSoxy.com. Enter the promo code RebelGrove at checkout. Get 25% off your entire order. If you've never tried Dead Soxy, you really should. Whether it's the no-shows, if you're like me and you don't like your feet getting all hot in a pair of shoes, but sometimes you don't want to look weird with like nike socks sure some people can do the shoe thing without a sock and they're fine some people can't like me and the no shows have been an absolute game changer so check them out at deadsoxy.com we're also brought to you by seven south tailgating seven south currently booking single game multi-game full service packages they have availability for any and all services and game selection still so hop on the internet or on your phone, 7SouthTailgating.com. Submit a request or call them directly at 662-321-1682. We're also brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. Speaking of um, receptions and weddings and hangovers and the like, the next time you're uh, headed to one of those big shindigs, make sure you've got Game Changer Patch Company in your pocket. They have developed their own custom blend for treating hangovers to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. The only two-patch system available in the market, the warm-up patch is used before or while you drink, and the overtime patch is used after you've been drinking and while you sleep to get you ready for the next day. Ask me how I know. But you can try it for yourself at GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. We're also brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC, Clay McNutt. They're in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. ACS has a full-time, dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. ACS can service and install Rockwell Automation, Allen Bradley, Siemens, ABB, Square D, and many other manufacturers. For more information or to get in touch with them, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Podcast is brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit oxfordms.com is the website. Go to the events page. It's everything going on this week and every week there, uh, including where to uh, where to stay, where to eat, what to uh, see and more. The Eat in the Street is going on next weekend. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Celebration of the new Jackson Avenue area that has opened up there. Kind of in front of Funky's all through the area of Jackson Avenue. Uh, East Jackson Avenue, sorry. Uh, so they're going to set up some tables. You can pick up carryout. You can sit. You can eat. They've got uh, plenty of music. Family activities are all throughout the day and much more. 5 to 9 o'clock is the music, including uh, Drew Holcomb and the neighbors headlining it. So that is next weekend. 
good stuff for everybody in your family. Again, visit OxfordMS.com slash events. You know, yeah, there is a certain... You've got all your family and friends together. Like, I understand the purpose of the wedding from that standpoint. <laughs> sure. And I, I, will, I say we'll move on, but we really don't have a lot of topics today. So I'm, I'm almost done. And... I will say, I mean, it's been it's been ten years, and I mean, we're still talking about things from rehearsal dinner. Like, there's insight. There are there there are memories that only are because of that occasion and sure. that situation that are that are very relevant. And the the one thing that I think, if you've got a a road game where nobody's traveling to the primary school that everybody's following and covering, mm-hmm. and you're cool with it almost being kind of a football thing, I could see a lot of value in almost making the road game watch party your reception a little bit, like where everybody's dancing and having a good time, but then you've got the games and whatever. I, I could actually see that being an incredible kind of value there to sure. see it both ways. But no, that still doesn't have grind when it's an Alabama wedding and you're an Auburn Well, that's guy. the thing. I mean, the, what are the odds of everyone at the wedding reception being the fan of School X? But, I mean, do you not do it because you piss off two people? No, but you could just do I'm it. I'm just asking. But you could just do it in May, and nobody would care. You could rock. Well, maybe they can't get it done in three months. They don't want to wait 15 months. Oh, that's true. Look, man, I can't solve all the world's problems, okay? I mean, I, I that's, that's just not my job. I'm here to break down football, hardcore football. That's what we do. Well, what you've done, yes. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I wrote a lot of football yesterday. You did. You wrote about Henry Parrish yesterday. I did. They said, I said, who are we getting? And they said, Kiffin, Sonogo, and Parrish. And I said, whoa, whoa, hold up. Henry? Henry's coming? (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You should have told me. I would have worn my nice clothes. You'd have been so upset had we gone the other way, and I had yesterday. I would have been, oh, I would have been heartbroken. Yeah, I called you, go, hey, guess who we got today? 25. Yeah. That's who we got today. Henry walked in. I'm like, hey. (laughs) (laughs) He's funny. It's the first time I've ever really talked to him. It's some funny quotes. (laughs) So many things. I don't even know where to go. Look, I think he's really good. I, I like watching him play football. That's it. Everybody's like, what is your deal? Like, How many touches a game? For him? Yeah. Oh, I think they're going to try to find him 15 to 20 touches. You think it's that many? Yeah. You talk to people on the staff I about guess Henry Parrish? Their eyes light up. We got one ball. You want Ely to touch the ball 15, 20 times. Yeah. Parrish touched the ball 15, 20 times. Yeah. You'd like Braylon to catch five to eight balls a game. At least – Snoop's going to get some inside carries. For sure. There starts not being a lot of ball for some other dudes. Well, I mean, if all that Ely and Parrish were were running backs, I'd buy it. But I think they're both going to be in the slot. In fact, I think it's one of the reasons that we're getting locked out of practice. I think they're going to switch it up a little bit this week. Try some different things. Because mm-hmm. you think, you, you think Parrish is going to catch some balls. Oh, if you told me there were some formations where Connor, Ely, and Parrish were on the field at the same time, I'd buy it. And no, I haven't seen that in practice. Just guessing. Look, you have two of the more creative minds in college football and your coaching staff and Kiffin and Levy. 
they're going to use the weapons at their disposal. Anyone that watches Parrish knows he's a weapon. They're going to use it. You know how high I am on Jerry and Ely. There are some things where I think Parrish is better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's gotten bigger, hadn't lost his speed. That second cut is amazing. Yeah, the second cut. And there just aren't a lot of guys that do that. You can't coach that. Because every SEC back's got the first cut. Yeah. That makes you an SEC back. Yeah. You've got the one and you're... Yeah. Because, I mean, like Snoop, he's a really good one-cut runner. Sure. And that's not a knock on him. That, no, of that, course that not. Is, that is that, no, I mean, I think Snoop's going to... He gonna, makes a cut and he gets downhill quickly. I think Snoop's going to play on Sundays. Yeah. Do you? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Is there a ball for Bullock this year? Well, I mean... Unfortunately, people are going to get banged yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, Assuming there's not a, uh, a moderate know. injury in the backfield. Uh, it's going to be hard to find a lot of carries for him in that regard, I would I would guess. I know they really like him. Hell, they like Woolard. And there's just no ball. No, he's very dependable. But no, I mean, they look, they, that room's deep. But two of those cats are gone after this year. They had guys back out there, by the way, yesterday from a banged-up standpoint. So Yeah. Kiffin, who has never, to my knowledge, lied to us. He doesn't lie about it. Told us that there's no long-term injuries yet. Now, I don't know what short-term means. I mean, short-term could mean four weeks. I mean, there's some guys that are, you know, are banged up. Braylon Brown, John Rice Plumley. um, Orlando Amano, Tavius Robinson, There's guys that are out. I don't know when I don't know when they're coming back, and Lane's not going to give us that yeah. information. Amano was at practice yesterday. Yes, dressed. Yes, so I'm assuming he's all right. Yeah, I think so. And he could be at this point just out there getting some mental reps. And he's fine. Well, I mean, look. He probably had to acclimate a little bit from a straight heat standpoint, because I mean I don't know what I don't know what it's like in Utah, but I got a hunch they don't have our humidity. That first week, I've never been to Utah, but I'm going to guess you're right. I haven't either. I feel like I've had a layover in Utah, but that that doesn't really? count. Yeah, you don't. No, that if you is... don't leave the airport, you didn't actually. That's true. I don't care. If I had to do a list of states I visited, that's not one of them. Like if you if you're in an airport only, that does not give no, you the right true. to claim the to claim the the state. Because there's still a lot of states I haven't been to. I haven't traveled. How many states have you been to? I've never done the list, but what's your rough guess? Half or less than? Oh, half for sure. Because I mean, if you drive anywhere, you're going to run through several. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I because I can't think of a state I haven't been to in the southeast, and then mm-hmm. you drive to Omaha. I mean, you hit several more, and I've driven to Chicago. I mean, like, you do stuff to meander around. Um, I've hit a lot in, like, the D.C., Pennsylvania, Maryland area. Yeah. Driving around. Yeah. Um, so, no, a lot. Um, I've never been to Oregon. I've never been to Oregon either. I can't like to go to Oregon. That's one of the, the ones that... I've been north of the Golden Gate Bridge, and that's about as far as I've been 
north on the west coast. I've pretty much covered California at this point. You've done north and south? Yeah. And central, which is really underrated. Maybe your favorite. Maybe. I mean, really. You, yeah. You, you, you. All right, Luke says simply driving through a state doesn't count as being to a state. I disagree. Maybe you have to make a stop. <laughs> okay. Even if it's a gas station, maybe you have to... You have to breathe the air in the state outside. Okay. Is that, maybe, maybe that's the rule, right? I think so. That's fair. If you never get out of your car, then no. But if you get out and, well, you're in stuff. I mean, you. Yeah. You took their, you took their oxygen. I've been to 35, 36 states, something like that. I want to go to the Dakotas and Montana and all that. One of these days, I'm just going to get in the car and drive. No joke. Yeah, Jake says Utah has basically zero humidity. Oh, so yeah, yeah culture shock a little bit for uh, for him from that standpoint. That was not pleasant. Now I've told you before I went to uh, Green Bay in August. Yeah, and then flew back into Mobile, and just. The difference was suffocating. God, Green Bay in August felt amazing. Did it really? did. It felt incredible. And then you land in Mobile and it's 400 degrees with 8,000% humidity and you just start sweating. Yeah, see, I, I think that's too high of a bar, Luke. He said you have to make a dedicated stop to see something unique about that state. Yeah, I don't like that rule. That, that's too high of a bar. Yeah, it's too uh, no, no. Because you could be mundane, mundane meatloaf guy who never sees anything unique about any state, and he's just been nowhere. We know lots of those people. He might just go to he might go to New Orleans and he's, <laughs> go to he's Chili's. Yeah, I think so. He's going to go eat at Chili's or that Popeyes right there on yeah. whatever road it's on in the middle. You see all the time, and I mean, <laughs> yeah. Did, did he did he go to New Orleans? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's Michael Scott goes to New New York, eats tomorrow, gets back in his car, comes back home. <laughs> it's I mean, a great pizza place. That's one of the best scenes in the whole thing. Because you just howl laughing. Because he's so excited to go to this New York pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sabaro. <laughs> you ever had Sabaro? Yeah. Yeah. Used to be in the Tupelo Mall as a kid. That was like a treat. That yeah. was one of the better one of the better restaurants there. It was a mall stop. Yeah. What's well, what Sabaro for is sure. for the most yeah. part. Aren't they all kind of like a kiosk in them? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, are there... the last time you went to a shopping mall? People hate us today. I'm sorry. It's a it's Wednesday. It's 19 days away. I do have a couple topics. We'll get there okay. in a minute. But we're not there yet. <sighs> Several years. I mean, I've been to the mall in Tupelo within the last couple of years, I yeah. would say, probably. That's what I asked the other day. I think a lot of it's closed. Yeah, New York Slice is what he says. Um, I was really pissed off last night, by the way. I took Carson to soccer in yeah. Tupelo. Yeah. And so I, I had in my mind, I had my laptop. I was going to drive to Buffalo Wild Wings. I was going to sit at the bar, work on my mailbag, have a beer, go back, get him, and take him to. And all of Tupelo was at the damn Buffalo Wild Wings. It was busy? Yeah, it was packed. I was pissed. So I got to find a place in Tupelo that on Tuesday nights I can go sit at the bar for an hour and work on my mailbag that has good Wi-Fi. Because there's a place right across, there's like a lost pizza okay. right across from where they play. Yeah. But the Wi-Fi is so crappy that you can't, I can't get into our admin. So you frankly need a decent beer selection and decent Wi-Fi. 
That's it. Those are your two. So, yeah, just a place where I can sit and work for an hour. I do not put ketchup on my Sbarro. I only put ketchup on Meat Lover's Thin Crust from <laughs> Pizza Hut. That's it. It's nostalgia. It doesn't taste good. It's not about the taste. It's about the nostalgia. Um, yeah, I got nothing after you went there. Um, Okay. I thought there was something else on the thread, but I don't guess so. I don't guess so. It's actually moving pretty quickly today, which is a good thing, but I'm losing some of the uh, the comments. All right, Grind's got a question here. Yeah, sure. We'll, as we try to transition to football. Yeah, that's fine. He says, Neil, you've admitted to watching and enjoying the run-of-the-mill Big Ten game, and I do. Yeah. It's a, like a guilty pleasure. Yep. What would the Big 12 have to do for you to have that same interest in their games so they can save their league? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I'm trying to think of an answer other than they can't. Your appealing things about the Big Ten are, and we'll tease this because we need to pay some bills. You like the big schools. You like the big schools. You like the start times. I like the start times. Frankly, that's as big as anything. I like a lot of the uniforms. Here's what I kind of like about the Big Ten, if I'm honest, okay? Okay. I've gone to Chicago a few times in the fall, and I love, like, the different bars that's like, okay, this is an Iowa bar. This is a Purdue bar. This is an Ohio State bar. Yeah. This is a Wisconsin bar. Yeah. And you go in and all of the people are in there and they're all cheering for the Badgers or the Hawkeyes or whatever. And for whatever reason, all in one city, I kind of think that's cool. Okay. It's kind of appealing to me. I don't know what. And then, what? Okay. So when I watch the games and there's like Iowa versus Minnesota, I just kind of like it. I don't know. It just I, I enjoy it. I, I'm going to say this, then we'll go to break. We'll come back. Let okay. you answer this. My only counter to this, playing devil's advocate, is if I go into D.C., for example. Yeah. Every SEC school has a bar too, sure. so that's not synonymous with but, the Big I, but Ten. But I like the Indian. SEC. But okay, sorry. Every Big Twelve team. <laughs> but no, they don't. Oh, you don't think so? No. Okay, table that. We'll talk about it in one second. First, tell you about Northeast Spark. N-E-S-P-A-R-C, service people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite 100 Mbps or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. I have at home as well. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's N-E-Spark with a C.com. 662-238-3159. Phone services available, parental controls, network security, and more. So call the office, find out if you're in your area. They should be here if you live around Oxford to get the best internet around. 662-238-3159. Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate, they're based in Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes, such as retail, office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox and B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates. They utilize their unique skill sets to sell, to execute, I should say, on assignments and increase value for their clients. This week's uh, property spotlight is on the Village at Madison. The Village at Madison will feature 60,000 square feet of restaurant, retail, and professional office space along with 75, uh, roughly 75 zero lot line residences with Pinpoint handling the commercial, the leasing, I'm having a hard time today, for the commercial portion of the development. If you'd like to learn more about this great opportunity, get in touch with Sam and BB at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you raw denim jeans. Custom tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi. One size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. Go there uh, today, get on their uh, virtual tailor, and you can be measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. And Blue Delta will make sure that you're looking great for the first kick of football season in September. 
you uh, can redeem 10% off your purchase by using the code rebelgrove at bluedeltajeans.com or in the Oxford studio. It's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's cotton genos in the works, so don't miss out. Also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford has been serving the Oxford area for almost 75 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. Comer Heating and Air is the name you can trust. With more than 50 years of professional HVAC experience in Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area, Comer Heating and Air is offering a special fall preventative maintenance agreement to make sure your uh, heating and cooling systems are running in tip-top shape. So get in touch with them at 662-801-1777 for all of your heating and cooling needs. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area. One's in uh, Ridgeland. One is in uh, Flowood. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. You can go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or homegating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Also, for all your real estate needs here in the Oxford area, Nick's Tan and Associates. That's nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. You can click the link in the 321 feature. It'll come out weekly during football season. It was up a couple days ago. You can find it still at rebelgrove.com or in my signature on the message board. Click it, see different ways to uh, search for your next home, whether it be the gallery view, the map view, talk with an agent, and much more. A lot of experience between O'Keefe Graham, Clay DeWeese, and the rest of the realtors there with Nick Tan. Again, nickstanoxford.com, 662-281-1200. I've used them multiple times. Use them now for all your real estate needs. So we'll get to this question in a second. I've just got a couple different things. I didn't run through that line, those rest of those lines a minute ago. Um, Alabama is a 20-point favorite against Miami um, opening weekend. That's also obviously in Atlanta. That is on Saturday night, I believe, is when uh, that is. And then Arkansas is a 20-point favorite over the Rice Owls to uh, to start the uh, the season. So. I've never bet against Alabama, period. That does feel like a lot of points, but who Damn. knows. Yeah. And then I don't know anything about Rice. I'm oddly cheering against Miami this season, and I have no real reason why. But for some reason, I just oh, I know kind what of anti-Miami. You want, you, want, you want the whole specter of, oh, will Kiffin go to Miami? Is that I right? I didn't even think about that, but – I mean, I don't know. Is that going to make my days worse or better? It depends on how it all played out. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, I can make the argument for your both. Big Ten game of the week, other than Wisconsin, Penn State, Iowa is a three and a half point favorite against Indiana in that game. That we see, uh, I'm all in on that. Oh, you're all in. Who wouldn't want to watch Iowa and Indiana play? Mississippi State's a 24 point favorite against La Tech opening weekend. Yeah, that's you're taking right. the points. Probably. You you're 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 riding with the bulldogs. I don't know a whole one. lot about tech this year, other than I have a niece that's enrolling at tech in September. Good for her. This line is coming down. Texas opened as a fourteen and a half point favorite against Billy Napier and the Raging Cajuns. It's down to nine and a half. Yeah, I'm telling that's you, that's a you trap now, spot for 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 the Horns. I'm telling you, I don't like Arkansas's open Texas's open opening schedule. They get Lafayette and Arkansas. Those are two really big games for those two teams. You think they lose one of them? Chase, I'm not sure they don't lose both of them. That's the case, and we got a fun year in Austin coming up. Hook them. 
I mean, look, we can make all the Louisiana Lafayette jokes we want. Billy Napier's built a pretty good team there. Yes. They've been there for a while. They kind of have some culture. They have they have some continuity. If I told you that ULL beats Texas, are you just floored? They beat Iowa State last year. Yeah, I know. And then they go to Fayetteville. Do you know how big of a game that's going to be in Fayetteville? And Texas isn't as good as they were in 13 when they did that, or 12 when they did that to Ole Miss. And it was like, hey, it was whatever, but you're not there yet. No. And frankly, Arkansas probably this year is a little bit better than what Ole Miss was 2012. Yeah, maybe. They're in the wrong division. Yeah. No, Arkansas Arkansas 2021 is probably more talented. Than Ole Miss 12? In fact, there's no probably to it. They're they're more talented than Ole Miss 12. Yeah. But back to the back to the question here. Um, Auburn, by the way, a thirty-seven point favorite against Akron. To close out that. Um, I'd lay those points. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, Grind says it. He goes, "Yeah, you're all in on that, but not Kansas State, Texas Tech." Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm not. It's also, and, and Chet makes a good point. It's cold. It feels like football. It's. It looks like. Football. Frankly, it's a little bit. It's enough of a different style of play, too to catch our attention than we're getting in the SEC. Sure. There's something, too, that we're just going to line up and run the ball and do some eye formation and stuff that is still kind of fun. It's, it's If I watch Kansas State, I'm watching because I want to watch Chris Vaughn's kid play. That's it. I like Chris. I cheer for his kid. I don't have to know one soul to watch Indiana-Purdue. Because the Big 12 runs a lot of the same offenses as the SEC, except they do it worse. They're just so why am, I doing, why am I watching the same exact product except yeah. worse? Oklahoma State is an SEC team light. Yeah. Well, so, I don't want the light because if I can get the regular, Texas Tech's going to throw it around. But no thanks, I'll watch Florida throw it around. Yeah, I'm, of I'm, course, I'm good. Yeah. Every time I watch Oklahoma State or Texas Tech or somebody play an SEC team, they get skull drugged. Big Ten, I'm interested. Northwestern versus Penn State in. I don't know why. I get it. I don't have the same interest level, but yeah, I, I, I I get it. I, Chet's answer is as good as any. I don't know what it is. You know, you, would you say yesterday about you, you, pornography? You know it when you see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like something. You just like it. Yeah. Now I wouldn't want to watch it all day long. But at eleven o'clock, it is a great little palate cleanser for what's to come. But later if you in offer me Indiana, Iowa, or Arkansas, who they play? It was the first game. Rice. Rice. I'm picking the Big Ten game all day. Well, yeah. Just like you would pick any SEC but, game but over a, Iowa versus Toledo. But there's a yeah, but there's a lot of people down here that are like, I'm watching the SEC. I'm, yeah. If it's not the SEC, I'm not watching it. I'm like, ah, I'm not that way. Like, frankly, Florida Vanderbilt? No thanks. I'll watch Wisconsin play Indiana. All day. I know what I'm going to get in Florida Vanderbilt. I don't really know what I'm going to get, Iowa-Wisconsin. I've got a real good shot at 17-13 to 13 to start the fourth quarter. And I'm in. You're comfortable with that. And I, and I like it. I like it. It's Here we go. And they kind of have big, bright fields, and, and the, they have good uniforms in they that league. Have they have very good uniforms in that league, and it's just a It might good, be the best uniform league. It's way up there. Yeah. And so you just kind of – you kind of get in. You're 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 good. 
Speaking of the Big Ten, one team that it's not going so well for right now, Brett McMurphy reporting that Nebraska in hot water, Nebraska and Coach Scott Frost under NCAA investigation for improper use of analysts, sources told Action Network. Also during pandemic, Nebraska held unauthorized off-campus workouts under the staff's direction to avoid detection by school officials. Uh Uh-oh. That's not good. Ask Rich Rod about that. Did anybody sleep on a couch? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, then it's going to be okay. Well, they also... Nebraska is like dumb Alabama. <laughs> they hired Trev Alberts thinking yeah. he's going to fix it. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing in the history of college athletics. That's saying something. Look, look, I don't know Trev. He might be a wonderful human being. He doesn't come off as the smartest AD in the country. Right. And it's just going back. Well, we're going to go get one of us from that time yep. period and we're going to fix it. No, you're not. You're going to suck is what you're going to do. Yeah. You're going to suck. I mean, I know most almost people only know Trev Alberts because of the runt comment back in the day. But which he was an idiot for that then too. But it he destroyed Nebraska Omaha's athletic department. And then you put him in charge of Lincoln? I don't understand. Like I'm 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 almost excited about the Nebraska train wreck that is upcoming. For whatever reason, I take great pleasure in watching Tennessee and Nebraska lose. Look, they were never going to get it back anyway to the level that they thought. Mm. And now they're not even being efficient. They're not even hitting whatever their ceiling is now. No, they're the runt, if you will, of the Big Ten. They might be the one Big Ten team when they play. I'm not interested. And Illinois. Even then, I'm like this year? You're interested in Illinois? Brett Bellma's there. Okay. It's uh, going to be comedy. Okay. And I kind of cheered for Lovey Smith. Do you do you feel yourself being less interested in, like, Purdue because they don't play Big Ten football? Because they throw it too much? No, because they, they're just still interesting. Tell you, I love the league, man. Dude. I, I love the league. What's interesting league. about this is you have kind of like your middle America favorites, mm-hmm. but you don't have a lot of interest in like Michigan State. Not really. Who's been one of their kingpins at times yeah. over the last five, eight years. They don't do much for me. And like a game in East Lansing, the field's green, the uniform's green, everything's just kind of green. I'm watching for aesthetics. I mean, I, I, I'm, I have no interest. I have no, I'm not writing about it. I'm not a voter. I'm not watching the teams to compare. I just watch. For me, it's kind of a true litmus test of what's actually interesting. Scott Frost at Nebraska in three years. No. Because they sucked? Yes. What's his next gig? Wishing he could go back to UCF. Because at that point, with all the realignment, God knows where Nebraska is anyway. Ah, UCF's a pretty good gig. I bet Gus feels born again. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Can't win the Big Ten at Nebraska. The league's too good. Back to that though. You can't win the you can't win the SEC at Tennessee. The league's too good. You don't think the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve has the number of across country alumni to like have the bars and the same atmospheres as the Big Ten? Well, the, the Pac twelve has the alumni, but they don't care. Well, right. That's what I mean. the The actual dedication for those type of yeah, environments. and then the big. I mean, what's left of the big? I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know enough about Texas Tech. Do they have like a big alumni base and 
wherever. Chicago, Pittsburgh, D.C., I don't know. I doubt it. I mean, Baylor. I mean, Baylor spent a lot of time at Fellowship Hall. Let's be serious. I mean. A basketball national title. They do. Davion Mitchell, by the way, dominated the spring, the uh, summer league. Did he? Yeah. Sacramento. Look, I live with the kid. I live with the kid yeah. who came down and said, Dad, did you see the Summer League Championship game? And I said, no, I did not, Carson. He watched the Summer League Championship game? He apparently watched it uh, on his phone. The, the Kings won. Kings won. They beat the Celtics. The Celtics committed 26 turnovers. I did not know that until this morning, but I was informed by my 14-year-old basketball junkie. You knew how much, how many turnovers the losing team committed in the Summer League Championship game? I didn't know until I was told by my 14-year-old basketball junkie that lives upstairs in my house. Wow. Who yesterday wakes up from his nap on his way to soccer and says, who do you think is going to win the MVP? And I said, of what? <laughs> and he said, the NBA. And I said, Carson, they haven't even started the season. Is the Summer League giving MVP? I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know. I'll ask him. I'll ask him. You yeah. know. He goes, yeah, the Kings only committed six turnovers. Okay. And you're like, do you know your biology right now? Because you are really wasting brain cells. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're all over the damn place. Um, we, Lane, didn't talk, we didn't talk about Lane Kiffin. Yeah. What did Lane say that was interesting yesterday? Uh, the big takeaway was that upon further review, the defense wasn't as bad as they thought. In what way? The starters did not give up what they thought. It was the backups that gave up. The twos went against the ones for a lot of the practice, and that's where a lot of the damage got done. Ole Miss's backup defense could not stop Ole Miss's starting offense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He got asked a question about what's the one area of emphasis over the next, you know, few days, and his answer has been very consistent. Depth. It's the one thing. People say, what has to happen for Ole Miss to become – a power in the SEC. Yep. And the answer is depth. Because otherwise you're counting on luck. And luck only. Yeah, it's dangerous. That doesn't work. You need depth. So that's, you know, he talks about that. Um, I asked him about Henry Parrish. Gave me a pretty good answer there. Um. What else did Lane talk about? He got a lot of COVID questions because the guy from Memphis came to do a vaccination story. Oh, really? Yeah, two weeks later, which felt odd. Okay. So all the kids got asked about the whole vaccine thing. Okay. Um, trying to think. He didn't get asked a backup quarterback question yesterday, which was novel. Somebody asked um, on the thread, so I'll post this, but it could have been in the live stream too. If somebody, if, if you did this, somebody asked because of depth questions, how many players or how many, yeah, how many defensive players Ole Miss played against Indiana back okay. in January, just for curiosity. Yeah, I have the list up. It's twenty three with twenty one getting at least twelve snaps on defense. 23 players with at least... with 23 players played at all. Okay, 21 got at least 12 snaps. Correct, because uh, so Clowney got one snap and Patrick Lucas got two snaps. Those don't really count. Uh, Jalen Denton got 12 snaps. Yeah. That's where well, They were really starts. beat up in the secondary by the end of the year. The only players with more than 50 snaps, Dean Leonard, 
Keydron Smith, Ryder Anderson, Jaquez Jones, Sam Williams, Jalen Jordan, Momo, Otis Reese, and A.J. Finley. A.J. Finley played 91 snaps against Indiana. A.J. Finley is one of the more underrated players in the league. He gets better every year. He does. He just keeps getting better. He looks good right now. And he really, when he and um, Keydron Smith and Otis Reese are on the field together, they're a pretty good safety unit. Um, Otis Reese played 90 snaps against Indiana. Yeah. Those guys didn't really come off the field. Because I would assume Indiana Indiana had 91 total snaps. That's what I'll be interested in early in the season is to see, you know, there's a lot of talk about the young guys, Trey Washington. and um, i got to refer to my list. I'm sorry. My brain's shot today. Uh, Tysheem Johnson, Markevious Brown. He, he mentioned Markevious Brown yesterday, which was a good sign because they, they were, I think for a brief moment on Sunday, they were worried that he'd hurt himself. Mm-hmm. Um, they've talked about DeMarco Williams some. Curious to see how much, you know, MJ Daniels. They like all those young guys. Sure. How much do those young guys play when the games count mm-hmm. early? Do they put them out there and go, hey, we got it. We got to, got to build, got to hold our, our breath here and close our eyes and cross our fingers, but they got to play. Or do they, Lean on Reese and you know um, Finley and those guys. I'm am curious to see that. Like how much rotation is there in the first half against Louisville, knowing that five days later you're going to play Austin P and you're going to get a chance to put those young guys on the field a lot. So offensively, just for the heck of it, because we've got the li- so we've got the list up. Um, Total snap counts on offense. Uh, the five offensive linemen played all eighty-one snaps. They did not come off the field um, in, the, in the, against Indiana. Yeah, um, Corral played seventy-nine. Um, Drummond seventy-seven. Mingo seventy-four. Parrish forty-nine. Remember, Ely didn't play. Yeah, Parrish Casey, had seventeen carries in that game. Yeah, Parrish forty-nine snaps. Casey Kelly forty-three snaps. Chase Rogers forty-three snaps. Jaden Jackson, 39 snaps. Plumlee, 39 snaps. Snoop, 30. Dennis, 9. Bullock, 3. Demarcus Thomas, 1. Corral put up that kind of game with that offense. I know. That's what, no Ely, no talked Braylon. About that. I know. Yeah. A lot, 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 lot of no in there. Yeah, no. no Roman had a big game. He, he played really well that day. He has the best hands on the football team. Yeah. He doesn't drop anything. Which allows them to potentially Watch move him, him around. Drop his, he'll drop his first pass now. My fault. <laughs> Some wide open touchdown in the opener, and he's just going to tape it. No, he'll he'll, he'll he'll like an eight yard route, and he'll drop it, and you'll hear about it. Oh, my phone will light up. <laughs> you son of a. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> oh, podcast brought to you in part by G and M Pharmacy and Tyson Drugs. G and M there on South Lamar in Oxford, deliver locally in the area and much more. They offer MedSync fee prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you, whether it be one delivery or one stop there at the uh, pharmacy yourself. Get everything you need when you need it. Remember, if you're a state and school employee in the area and you have an in- insurance provider who uses CVS Caremark, that's a pharmacy benefit manager. Don't confuse it with CVS Pharmacy. The prescription cards supplied to the employees include the logo. It's identical to CVS's well-known pharmacy logo, but don't worry, you can still continue using your local hometown pharmacy, hopefully including Tyson Drugs and GNM. So if you do anything else, but if you're with one of those uh, big box pharmacies, give your local one a chance, including GNM, 662-236-2222. 
We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. They've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states as well. Founded in 1997, Pinnacle provides detailed, specialized investment, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. It's MyPinWealth.com. Again, MyPinWealth.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about traveling, it's kind of running out of summertime, but if you think about doing something this fall, uh, which sometimes is the best time to like go to the beach, if you're thinking about um, a holiday trip, or maybe you're already looking ahead to next summer, get in touch with John. Just give him some parameters and a budget. He'll give you a ton of options, and no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or J. Edwards at Regency Travel. Net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If uh, you're looking for a Nissan vehicle, that is the place to go. It's just off Interstate 55 in Grenada, Mississippi. Or you can uh, go online. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. I'll have a mailbag up later uh, this morning, I hope. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors. Serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial and residential family homes. 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Alpha Specialties. Located at 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. Alpha Specialties is the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got Load Trail which is the premium brand trailer, the highest quality utility equipment dump and gooseneck trailer being built today. They also have Hallmark cargo trailers and they can work with third parties to have game day trailers and concession trailers built just for you. For podcast listeners, they've got spare tires and wheels starting at just $100, full selection of trailer parts and accessories, hitches, winches, straps, and more. Give them a call at 601 932 9798 or check them out at alphaofms.com make sure that you uh, tell them you heard about alpha on the mpw digital network of podcast and we're brought to you by the rogue the rogue is your uh, destination for fine men's clothing their stylist hand select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife there's the perfect something for everyone at the rogue all the best items from peter millar martin dingman jack victor halsey true grit duckhead and more at the rogue 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or the Rogue.com. So, uh, let's see. Let me go up to the top. Bill Connolly put up his um, top 20 college football's 25 most important players for 2021. Okay. Several of the SEC names on the list. Derek Stingley on the list after he was potentially the best player in the country in 2019. However, uh, last year, pretty banged up. Injuries affected him. Connolly points out that LSU's automatically a little better if he's just at his pre-injury form, because in 2019, uh, from an ESPN QBR standpoint, quarterbacks throwing at Stingley had a QBR of 23.4. That's a 0 to 100 scale there for, uh, for, for, for Stingley. He's a stud. They threw at him 92 times, and it resulted in 31 completions, 6 interceptions, and a raw QBR of 23.4. Okay. So there's uh, there's that. Matt Corral is listed on uh, on the list. He is under the uh, title of spoiler quarterbacks. Says plenty of quarterbacks could pilot an upset that turns the title race, even if and or their teams aren't quite strong enough to do it repeatedly. Under Corral's paragraph, Ole Miss's fortunes will be dictated by 
if and how much a dismal defense can improve, but the offense is capable of winning a game by itself, and Corral, like his head coach Lane Kiffin, absolutely knows it. He averaged 334 yards passing last year in 2020, threw at least two touchdowns in nine games, and threw at least five interceptions in two. Ole Miss gets shots at Alabama and Texas A&M this year, and both the Tide and Aggies better put their track shoes on. So It's more than fair. Yeah. I can't tell you how good he looked in the practices that we saw. I know. It was, yeah. it was like, whoa. He's spinning it. Well, he was really spinning it. I thought he was more accurate. Uh, I thought – I always hate doing stuff like this because it makes you sound really weird. But Jonathan Mingo said it too, and I asked Kiffin about it, and he agreed. I think Matt's in even better shape. He's always been in pretty good shape. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean. SC quarterbacks are in bad shape. I'd like to be as in shape as he is. But, yeah, sure. um, you know, I, I think he's gotten stronger. I think he's a little fitter. I think you see it. And there's just a ton of confidence. Mm-hmm. He's not – there's no swimming at all. He's in total command of what they're asking him to do. And just watching body language, you can tell Kiffin's very comfortable with him. You can tell Levy's very comfortable with him. There's there's a, there's a lot there. The one thing that I think will be interesting to watch over the course of the season when the games get rolling is that Corral – this is going to be an interesting thing to see his development in this regard. And this is going to be something that is a transition from this level to the NFL level. He's so competitive that one of the things that he's got to learn to do consistently, Chase, is that some plays are an L. Mm-hmm. Not every play's going to work. Let it go. Throw it away. Get rid of it. Live to play another play. Don't try to get the extra two yards in the first quarter of a game against Austin P. Mm-hmm. It's okay to punt this time. Some of that. He's got, to, he's got to get through that. You know, it's like I've told you, the risk of being a little repetitive. I think if you talk to NFL people and said, what would you guys like to see from him? They'd say a little bit of early adversity. Let's see how he handles it. Because they like him. I mean, you watch NFL scouts watching Corral and they're scribbling. Because I did it the other day. I watched Seattle and New Orleans and Atlanta all standing there scribbling yeah. furiously. Yeah. Watching passing drills. Seeing things we don't see. Yeah. Watching things that we don't know to watch for. Yeah. But, they, you know, like I told you, if you if you polled 10 NFL people and said, hey, you're at the Ole Miss-Arkansas game in Oxford this year, what, what would you like to see in the first series? A mistake. 10 would say, oh, I'd love to see a pick. Make a bad decision, throw a pick. You say, why? Because I want to see him forget it, bounce back from it. Because last year when Odom lured him into a mistake, he kept making it. I want to see, I want to see his growth. Personally, I think Matt's grown a ton. Yeah. I don't think what happened in Fayetteville last year would happen again. A little bit of a um... – Sidebar here, but connected. Texas A&M, obviously, one of the uh, the upset games for Ole Miss this season. They still have not picked a quarterback. Haynes King or Zach Calzada for uh, for A&M. Connolly about them says uh, A&M's got a loaded skill core and a potential top 10 defense. We won't quite know what we need to know about the Aggies until we've seen both the remodel line and the guys who line up behind it. King is a runner-gunner playmaker. 
and Gonzada had one of the best arms in the 2019 recruiting class, and if A&M is to threaten for a college football playoff spot, one of them will probably have to do something predecessor Kellen Mond couldn't hang 30-plus on Alabama. Yeah, you know, it's funny about A&M, and they're going to be really good on defense. But when a team weaknesses, when you say, okay, well, give me some areas of concern, okay, quarterback and offensive line, I'm like, whoa, those are big red flags. I mean, that's a, that offensive line issue is a big deal. I mean, I've seen really good defenses on teams that didn't win games. Sure. And they're loaded on defense. I mean, they're special. They're good. I mean, they, they, they're, they're special. And they've got some skill guys, and they've got some running backs, and they've got people that can do things. Don't get me wrong. But if you don't have a quarterback and your offensive line shaky, mm-hmm. you're vulnerable. Another uh, interesting quarterback race, as we mentioned earlier, was uh, is Ohio State. What might happen there? Looking forward a little bit. So. You know, we used to have a dog named Miller. Did you? Yep. Y'all did. Yeah. It was was he the better frisbee catcher? Yeah, he was a great frisbee catcher. He's kind of a jack of all trades. I thought he was too. Yep. Yeah. And Gus was your third lab, right? Gus was our third lab. That's what I thought. And then Rizzo's our fourth lab. Yeah. Okay. Do you rename your dog at this point? No, you don't. You can't rename the dog. He's four years old. You can't rename the dog. Yeah. You don't even know what I'd name him at this point. I don't even know who plays for the Cubs anymore. Who does? Really? (laughs) (laughs) No one will. (laughs) They won last night. Snapped the the 12-game losing streak. I was kind of disappointed. Yeah. I uh, I hope we have some guests for you as the uh, the week moves on. Surely to God, somebody will say yes before tomorrow. So appreciate this uh, potpourri of a podcast today as we hit plenty of topics. And uh, yeah, we, we're, you guys people, people hate us today. It's it's the season hasn't got here. And again, you're either with us or you're not at this point. It's been a long time. I highly doubt somebody just said, you know what? There's a, there's a show I'm going to check out today. And if so, come back tomorrow and we'll try it again. But yeah, it's kind of what we are, though. You're not going to get the other and everybody's pretty aware from that by well, listen by, we can by, do by, this by, by now break down the roster by jersey number yeah, tomorrow we will start with number one we'll go through number we have to start with number tomorrow. zero number zero lakia henry he's a red player five foot eleven 235 pounds senior with two letters from vidalia georgia a dodge city community yeah, college out there in kansas yeah yeah in that tone for 55 minutes and then so. uh they have one player at number one it's jonathan mingo he's a wide receiver Six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pounds. He's kind of a periwinkle sort of player. He's a junior with two letters from Brandon, Mississippi, Brandon High School. There are people that do those shows. I'm very aware. I would lose my mind. Yeah. I know. Ask me how I know. Enjoy your day. Enjoy the Henry Parrish story that's up at rebelgrove.com. More content coming, and we'll be with you again tomorrow morning. So take care. Be safe. Talk to you soon. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.